Are you ready for some fun? Oh, yeah! This service is brought to you by the Pleasure Club. If you're under 18 and do not wish to be billed, please hang up now. Who said buying a home should be uptight and boring? It's time for Patty's Playhouse, your local real estate talk show with Patty and Scott. It's house talk with a happy ending each and every time. Patty's Playhouse with Patty and Scott starts now. Working out to find what a way to make a living. Patty, getting by, it's all taking and no giving. Just use your mind and they never give you credit. It's enough to drive you crazy and you let it. It's Patty Wilson and Patty's Playhouse. We have a real estate radio show. You'll see our new logo on our my Facebook page called Patty's Playhouse. Patty with the Y apostrophe S Playhouse. Our new tagline is House Talk with a Happy Ending. Every time. Every time. Can't forget that part. Customers are and should be <laughs> satisfied. We hope, at least. Yeah. So we sell real estate, Scott and I. Scott Cowart is in the playhouse. And I'm not so used to being in the same here. room with him. So we're doing a Facebook Live so on Wednesday. So easier to talk about you when you're in the other room. <laughs> Most people. <laughs> right? Yeah, you're not used to sitting next to me. No, I am not. No. But there you are. It's Scott Cowart the with the T. With the T. Yeah, not behind the glass. No. Like in Leon County. Right. Hotel. Hotel. Scott and yeah. So Scott's here with me and, and Jenna's the, watching the board, giving me my time, playing our music, which we are doing a Facebook Live on Wednesdays. So that's why it's a little, a little different. But today we're going to talk about questions. People have sent me emails and I have, I'm responding to them on the show. We're talking about upgrades and we're talking about the cost approach in an appraisal because a customer sent me a question about why her appraisal had a 50% depreciation. Why should she even invest in real estate? So we're going to talk about that. And we're going to do our Garnet Gold segment. That's our last segment. So good morning, Scott. Good morning. It's Saturday and FSU's playing at 3 o'clock. 
Glad you told me that. Hopefully they're, well, you need to know the traffic patterns. But they're playing Northern Illinois, and they they are supposed to win. Praise the Lord. Well, supposed to. Supposed to win. You can only hope. There is that. I don't know. It takes time. Stop Any, saying that. It, well, truly, anytime you are taking over something, coming from the corporate world, it takes time. Yes, except it's coaching. It's football. These kids have been playing since they were like six and seven. Still takes time. What part takes time, Scott? Well, it's not just, it's not just the players. It's the coaching and the assemblance of that. The assemblance of the coaching. Well, when you bring somebody new. The melding. Yeah, when you bring somebody new in, it's how you connect with people and how the support staff connects with them. And hopefully it won't take as long as it seems to be right now. But truly, just as a change management person, it absolutely takes time. So kids that have caught the ball before have a hard time catching the ball for a new coach? Yeah, no, I don't think that's true. I think it is all in the place. So I think there's elements of it clearly that could be done better and if you caught a ball and you catch a ball good, you should still be that's my catching point. a ball but there are other elements to it right so my problem is the penalties and, and well yeah that not that. i mean it's the fun to me it's a fundamentals and i believe when taggart was going through this process that he was reteaching them the fundamentals so Very maybe well they lost be. their way i don't know because i'm not there well you can but i really hope people. they win well we all do we really really hope we all need it for plus, sure. Plus, I have a college fantasy football, which kind of depends on it. Goodness. With Terry Womble, the bug man. Yeah, I didn't he started that. it. Yeah, so it's kind this of imperative. This year he started it? No, it's been a couple years. Oh. I was just invited. Okay. So it's kind of imperative for my financial wherewithal. Goodness. <laughs> what kind of fantasy football is this? It's just, it's just my ego. Uh, you know, well. I want it. I want it. I want to win. I want to win well, whatever I do. But it's not just Florida State. No. Okay. It's not just but Florida State. But you apparently State. have some Florida State people well i want it's it's not just that but you get like six or seven teams and the whole idea is to play to to root for other teams too so you want one team to win and another team to win it's just not mine you're not picking players like uh like the nfl oh you're just having teams because you can't okay because you can't really pick players in college it's weird you can only really pick the team okay because nobody i mean tagger coming in he can't throw anyone so do you have florida state I do not, but I'm rooting for Florida State because I'm rooting against other people. Ah, if that makes sense. No, that does. It involves a spreadsheet. Well, you know how I like a good spreadsheet, so that does make sense. I was going to ask you to make it. (laughs) I was going to ask you to make the spreadsheet. Well, I would have done it. Because I can make it, but you're prettier. So if you're just tuning in, this is Patty Wilson, real estate agent, with Scott Coward on Patty's (laughs) Extraordinary with Patty's Playhouse, and we have a local real estate radio show in Tallahassee, Florida. And we're going to talk uh, upgrades. So people have been asking us, and Scott especially, what should we upgrade in our house? Can we bring you in? We're refurbishing, someone asked. What should we do and what, what can we do to make our value? And first of all, you have to decide you want to make upgrades. To list a home and not have any upgrades or updates, you're paying for it in the price that you can list it without really buying the new upgrades because you can't list it for what everyone else who has upgraded. Correct. You either pay for it or you pay You're for it. You're paying for it or you is pay when, for when it. When do you pay for it and how do you pay for it? Right. So you either have to lower your price because you didn't pay for upgrades. Correct. Or you get to raise your price. Correct. 
And when you have to lower your price because you didn't do upgrades, it really is a bottom that we don't know what the bottom is. Right, and I think that's where you pay for it actually twice. You pay for it twice because you're either paying for it to bring the house up to just status level, homeostasis, static, which means a normal age roof within, say, you know, it has to have five years to get a good loan. You have to have a septic that's working or... If you have sewer, then you have to worry about that. You have to have appliances HVAC. that are within it. But everything has to be in working order without wood rot. When you add up, if you just say, I'm going to list my house for 450 and not do any upgrades, not anything, all original, and the house is 19, late 80s, 1980s, you are, it's going to be a struggle. Yeah, some of it with the term upgrades. So some of it's deferred maintenance in my opinion. Right, it's not really, an update is more my thing. You have to update just like anything else. You know, if I don't take care of my car and I don't update my tires and I go to turn it in, they're going to depreciate really quick. The car's going to depreciate faster. You can't look at the lighting that you have in the house that you bought a chandelier for $500 and think that just because you spent $500 20 years ago, that it still makes sense. <laughs> Stop. So I think that's it's a so challenge. True. It is true. It I mean, is it's true. happened recently. So I'm just, <laughs> it, God bless people. But truly, in order to get what you're looking to get, you have to make some adjustments. You really kind of have to keep up with the Joneses. Well. If you want to sell your house for top dollar at any given time. Correct. So if barn doors are in and then they aren't in, you may have to get rid of the barn door that you put up. But I love that chandelier. But you're not going to live here anymore. Yeah, you're not. You're trying to sell your house right. for top dollar. You already bought your house. We're yeah. trying to sell it. And you've used that chandelier for 20 Depreciation, years. Depreciation, zero. Yeah. Like there's nothing left. It's like, <laughs> it's negative at this point. I'm taking it down as we speak. <laughs> In your mind? <laughs> right. Scott's taking I it really down. Am. So upgrades are really important because as an appraiser, which we're going to talk about in the cost approach, as an appraiser, when you come into it, we look at the house just as, as we see it. We don't know any of the hidden features. We only can see what's there. And yep. if you have exposed wood and wood rot on the outside of your house, that comes off of the price of or market value of your house dollar for dollar. Yes. But when you fix it, it doesn't mean that the house raises in value. It just means you fixed your home so it's saleable. Correct. And that's why Scott's saying it's you've lost money twice. Right. Because they're a going to reduce the price by that and still reduce it by more because of it well rot spreads always so if you don't fix it when it's small you're gonna have a lot of rot it's the cancer of a home it is the cancer of a home and then other stuff comes in behind it you know you have insulation issues you have other issues on the house and it's just gonna cost more because if I got my stuff fixed in 2012 versus 2018, just the cost to fix it's going to go up. Right, right. Because the cost of labor and materials goes up. So right. there's never a better time to fix your home, just like there's never a better time to sell your home. You'll never be able to sell it for more because when you have to go buy, it's going to cost you more to buy. Correct. And sometimes where you have people that have lived in a home in 20 years or excess, I think it's hard to understand some of the recommendations that might be made because of the way that plants grow or the way that you like, you know, an entry because you don't want plants around it different and apart from what somebody is aesthetically going to see. It's just the recommendations is what what we give that would say, this is what it looks like, but the value that it brings with it, which is what you want, 
is really what I'm trying to achieve. Well, this is Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse, and we're going to take the Facebook Live off so I can concentrate a little bit better. Having trouble with that? Well, it's on a well, three-second delay. It it's bizarre. <laughs> I mean, it's really bizarre to watch yourself three seconds later. But we do want you to tune in. It's Saturday at 93.3 FM. It's Saturday at 11, and then it's podcasted out Spotify, SoundCloud. Stitcher. Hopefully, Any place hopefully you can Saturday listen. it is not raining like it is not today, which is the first time that we've taped in the last two months. That it's not raining. We've not had any rain. As we're is it about to rain? That, <laughs> it's about to rain. That's as the so clouds funny. open up, and no, it looks it still looks okay. Yeah, so we do a lot of stuff. We we'd like you to give us a call eight five zero six five six triple zero nine. If you do have any real estate questions, we also do sell. And we help you list and we help investors. And then I'm going to praise them. So we're going to talk about depreciation on the other side of the break. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome back. It's Patty Wilson in Patty's Playhouse. I'm with Scott Cowart. He just changed the volume down on my headset. It's really loud. <laughs> Maybe it's because you're We're in listening here. to sure. Prince. Such a great song. It the is. intro of that would be good. And we noticed it's back solution. on Spotify, really. I didn't know. Never knew he it was did gone. Sue. Yeah, he did one his, his likeness. <laughs> yes. Which, which one, Sue? <laughs> Prince, formerly known as. Oh, yeah, biggest attorney. Well. Well, we talk real estate in Tallahassee, Tallahassee, Florida, where the house talk with a happy ending. Every time. <laughs> Every time. We buy, we help people buy, we help people sell, and we help people invest. So in the last segment, we were talking about upgrades. Should you upgrade? Yes. Which upgrades should you do? Ask an appraiser. It's wonderful to ask your builder, but they're there to sell you pieces to your house. Right. You need to ask somebody that knows once the upgrades have been made, how does my value how does my value look? And I always use my front door as an example because I had an expensive front door put on that absolutely did not value my home one bit other than I wanted it and I enjoyed it. So that's what I tell people. Whatever you want to do, you do. But I just want to know the truth that if I, if you make these changes, your house will be worth, worth X. If you make these changes, it'll be worth Y. And that's just today. I can't to tell know. five years out in the future. Nobody can. Well, no, everything you changes. you have outside when forces. everything changes. Shit. It changes in three months. Right. I mean, it changes in three months. It so, changed in six weeks. Well, it's a huge change. Because all, a lot of it depends on your location. So it depends on the schools. It depends on your streets. It depends on your curb appeal. It depends on your neighbors. It shouldn't, but it does. It depends on all of that. So comparables aren't about you. It's about everyone else. And we adjust the comparables to you. We don't adjust you to the comparables as an appraiser. Which makes sense. And my number is RD6627 if you have any questions. So the ne- this segment, we're going to talk about the cost approach. Mm. I uh, had somebody email me, which is really sweet, and they wanted to know why they had an $80,000 depreciation on a $200,000 house. Well, I gave her a call and had to ask, can I give you... How honest can I be with you? 
And then she sent me the appraisal. How honest can I be with you? She's like, well, why does anyone invest in real estate? Well, you have to maintain it. You have to maintain it. So it's just like your car and it's just like anything else. If you don't maintain yourself, your body, at the end, it's going to be a problem. A wreck. Yeah. If you don't take care of your tires, you have a problem when you go to trade in the car. If you don't take care of your paint, you have a when you go to trade in, they're going to depreciate it. If you're eating in your car and you're spilling stuff, those things are going to get depreciated. And we do it on a, a just like just like a car, we do it on a by year basis. So we have to give an effective age means this is how long we judge that the house will last. And if we can't give 30 or more years, you're not going to get the loan anyway. So they want to know, they're giving you a 30-year note. They want to know, is the house going to last 30 years? Was her, was her question specifically on the cost approach? Yeah. Okay. Because she didn't know what the cost approach meant, and most people don't, so that's why I'm talking about uh, So the cost approach is a little box. It's really not a valid number in, in apart from anything else other than the banks want it. It really, really, really only works in a new subdivision like Canopy or Bull Run. When everything's cookie cutter, it really works. It doesn't work in a 1910 house it doesn't work because we can't reproduce it correct it's too hard to reproduce and the cost approach will be so high in a right. 1910 home that it doesn't make sense when you're using the sales comparison approach which as most appraisers agree the rule of substitution is the most valid way if it's it's sesame street if all else is equal then this is what it should sell for on paper but that doesn't mean a buyer will want it so when i'm going to list a home i tell people there's two prices i'm going to give you this is what it would this is what it, if you went to a bank you'd get a refinance and it would appraise more somewhere in this range plus or minus three percent and this is what i think a buyer will pay for it and that's fair that's all i can do that's all fair. i can do is give them but yes just because it would you would refi at this price doesn't mean a buyer is willing to pay for it if you haven't upgraded and up, updated the home kept it up to date well that and there's a lot of specificity that comes with that it is a lot of specificity. Yes. So if you just turned in, we're talking about appraisals and the cost approach. So the cost approach talks about the site value. Oftentimes, if you're in a neighborhood like Kelowna Estates, which is built out and there's very few, if no lots available, we have to derive the site value based on other similar sales. We take- So the, that's just the land. It's just, no, it's, yeah, it's just the land. Then there's the, the what makes it a site, which is, I use about twelve to 15,000 because I know that's what it costs to put the sewer and electrical and utilities to the site. Right. Some might be more if it's set back from the road, some might be less, but that's not going to change the value of the appraisal. It's just going to change the cost, what it would cost to reproduce the home. That's what the cost approach in is the about. Reproduce the home in the- the way that the it condition is. It, that it is the day I step foot on the property. Okay. Yep. So you have a that's, renovation that's loan. A like we just did one. We mm -hmm. did a renovation loan. It's that day. And then the bank wants to know what it's going to be worth in the future. And mm -hmm. like six weeks when the work has been done. Right. And that's going to all be, it used to be two different appraisals, but now it's one appraisal. So the cost approach is about how big is the square footage. And we put uh, the cost and we use a book called Marshall and Swift. So it's based on your region. How much does it cost to build here? So it's say it's 130, 125. So you do the actual square footage. Mm -hmm. And then you do ancillary square footage like the porches, the screen porch, because they don't cost as much as the house, the right. actual uh, gross living area, because it's just under roof. Heated and cooled. So that's a separate line in the cost approach. Then it's the appliances, which you know, you could, we always keep up with how much new appliances would be, whether they're white, almond, stainless, or now the black. 
and we have the depreciation. So if I'm saying the house only has 30 years life on a 60 year total, that's 50% depreciation. Whoa, that's a problem. Which is what happened in this mm. case because it well, it was 50% depreciation. If it's 10%, if say the home is 20 years old, but they've done everything, they've updated the lighting, they've painted, they have new flooring, I'm gonna give it five or 10 years. If I, if I try to give it less than five years and you tell me that everything is new, but the electrical, the plumbing, what I see is new, but doesn't mean that the systems are new in the house. It's, it's really hard to do less than five years on a 20-year-old home. Banks aren't going to like that. They want to know what's realistic. Right. This isn't about the homeowner's ego. This is about the bank giving you a big bag of cash, and they want that money back. Well, obviously. So they only want back what, well, what we say it's worth. Understood. So that's where it comes in. So I just have one, um, um, and it, it's under contract right now. And the a Bank of America does what's called an AVM, which is automated value. And they came in like three times the, the price. price of the listing. Yeah. I'm like that. Sorry. Because they're not, not taking it's into not consideration accurate. all of the, the depreciation, the, the actual lot. That's, that's why I know appraisers there. are never going away. Right. Because once you actually see it, it just doesn't happen. But it's what's around it. It's like a Zillow. It's actually higher than the Zillow's estimate. Wow. It was really high. Really wow. high. But they're basing it on everyone else. And how, but they're not, you have to still look at the subject and how the subject relates to the neighborhood. Interesting. Be interesting to see why how that turns it. out. It, it is. It's fascinating, which is why I love appraising is because I get to, to, to see all the innards right, that just, of the house and the systems and how it reflects in the neighborhood. And how does this neighborhood and this school rate over this neighborhood and that school? How does a fireplace, which I will tell you, Till the day I die, a fireplace is worth more than a fence in this area. The people will pay $2,000 more for a home with a fence. I mean, with a fireplace, fireplace over a fence. It, it just slays me. Well, I think also it would be hard to put a fireplace in. Versus After the fact. Put, right, versus Yeah, but they want, it's in. the look. It's the whole experience of a fireplace in the hearth. Mm -hmm. They may never use it. Most don't. Yeah, But, but it, I can it absolutely look, pull that it, it makes a difference. Yeah. I would want over one. a fence and a fence is easily replaced it's expensive right but once you put it in value wise it's not worth that much it's it's a used fence as soon as the second Correct. you put it in well one just good, like carpet. One good rain like 10 years carpet is 10 years carpet it's not new carpet i don't care it's 10 years i haven't met carpet that's good for 10 years <laughs> <laughs> i really haven't you've been in my parents home Honestly. it's like nobody ever walked on it do they have those vinyl runners on the floor no thank god you remember that from the 80s yes okay or 70s. That's back when Shag was in. It's like, what was it? Everybody Loves Raymond. Remember yeah. when she had this, has the plastic on the sofa? Yeah. That's yeah, a no. 60s. Mm -mm. Joan Crawford. <laughs> no more wire hangers. And don't no, sit on no more wire hangers. But I don't look in the closets. So we don't look at closets. We don't really look at closets. We don't look. As an appraiser. No. Mm -mm. Closets don't matter. Sometimes it's a courtesy if they're like really proud of it. I'll take a picture. But it doesn't change the value of the home. Mm. Now, if you're in like a Moore Pond, which is million dollar neighborhood, mm -hmm. and you have a crap closet, then it's going to affect. But if you're just in a normal, average two fifty around two fifty, it's not going to make a difference. Hmm. It really isn't. It's something that you're using, not something that's going to add value to the home. People like closets today. Like in a neighborhood, just countertops. I still talk about laminate versus granite. If everyone else has laminate, don't put granite in. If everyone has granite, you better put laminate granite in. Right. Well, that. The difference is keeping up versus... It's keeping up with the Joneses right. or the Smiths so, or the Wilsons. Or you'll be hit with that depreciation. <laughs> it is. It was 50%. Jeez.
Yeah, but you've done nothing to your house. What do you expect? Oh. Right? Delusional. Well, on the other side of the break, we're going to talk. We're going to answer questions. More we questions. are? Yep. There's questions? Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse, 850-656-0009. Can't wait. Welcome back. It's Patty Wilson and Patty's Playhouse. We talk real estate. It's the house house talk with a happy ending. Every time. <laughs> That's Scott Coward in the playhouse. Each and every time. <laughs> so true. Shout out to Grover Creative. If you see my logo and like it, if you don't like it, don't say a word. Nothing to Grover. Because <laughs> you'll be you insta-blocked. Like <laughs> you'll be insta-hated. Oh my God, I love it. I had to grow up. Uh, I just love it. It's, it's like my signature. It's so pretty. It has a whole 70s vibe for which t-shirts. Is, yeah, which is which Patty. I'm all about that. I'm all about the 70s. Well, I mean, we'd be one do. of those ladies with the blue blue eyeshadow. I, I wear a purple. <laughs> I do. I wear purple eyeshadow. That's Everywhere. Funny. I don't see eyeshadow. Not until today. Because okay. my eyes itch. I keep you on the radio when my eyes itch. Oh, well. Mm-mm. So we're talking questions. So we, we have a, a little office, Allison James Estates and Homes, and we sell and help people buy and help people list and help people invest. And I'm a property appraiser. Then I thought we'd answer some questions that I've been getting. And that'll be fun. Are they coming direct? Yeah. Isn't that nice? It is nice. I got one when I was sitting in here. What do they ask? How much is a lot worth? <laughs> depends go, on the lot. Let's go look at it. It all depends let's on the lot. Let's go look at it. Let's... Uh, Let's see if you well, can buy it. You want to make sure there's not a few things around it. So someone asked about a contingency clause. Every contract is different. Our contract, if it's just a straight contract, the, the buyer has a contingency for 15 calendar days starting the day after the contract's been executed, which is both all parties sign and initial. Whatever that day is, the next day, your 15 calendar days, weekends and holidays are included. That's the buyer contingency. In this case, the seller had a contingency to look for a new home. Okay. So they had they had like 15 days to look for a new home. Meanwhile, the 15 days for the buyer, these are all happening at the same time. Simultaneous. The buyer's 15 days and the seller's 15 days to look. Right. Well, the buyer's done their inspections. They're all happy. They're buying a new home. But the seller comes back and says, eh, I'm not happy with my appraisal on my house. So I'm canceling. Or it's going to stay in our home. Goodness. Yes. That's a problem. So- what do you do? Buyer has no recourse. Can't do anything. Can't do anything because the timing was the same. Right. If it were Patty, I would have not done that. Right. I would have had my 15 days start like a day 10 right. after he's already after seen he's his house. And- I would have done some of my banking. I would have right. done I something else. I wouldn't want you else. spending money on because something you're not going to Every ever line have. of the contract's negotiable. Right. So that doesn't, just because my 15 days, they're not a static 15 days. I can move my 15 days to wherever I want. I often, if I'm concerned about the appraisal, I don't want people to pay for an appraisal and a home inspection if I'm concerned. So I'll do the appraisal first. If it doesn't appraise, nothing matters. Agreed. The seller doesn't maybe not be able to lower the price. Nothing matters. 
So we do it that I do it that way. I do it that way. And I coach that way to other agents. There is no Which rule is that says the inspection has to be first. There's just no rule. I'm glad you said contingency, though. I think a lot of people in today's market, when they're going through Zillow or Realtor.com, they'll say, it's contingent. When will it be up? <laughs> and it is a different contingent. Contingent means it's contingent upon the buyer's financing and the appraisal. Oftentimes it shows contingent and it won't ever show pending because the agent's realtors don't change it. Which they it's, should. It's an office situation, which they should, because contingent it can still be shown if the seller is willing to let it be shown. Right, but they're thinking that it is a situation where they're waiting yeah. for it to go away, which it may, but it's not going to go or away. Or will it come back on the market? But chance, it's not like for 10% the contingency chance. clause. It's no. not the Mm-mm. special addendum. No, it's not. So if it's a simultaneous contingency where the buyer has 15, 10 or 15 days, it's irrelevant how many number of days, and the seller has the same number of days to look for a new home and satisfy the new home and comes back and says, hey, guess what? I, I don't like the new home. I wanna I wanna not do this. Right. Fantastic. Get you in do, the contract, but do everybody it later. gets their money back, but you've lost now the inspection and maybe the appraisal. Right. So talk to your buyer's agent if you're not using Patty Wilson or Scott Coward and check about the timing of the date and see what you can do. So that's the answer to that question, which I thought was a great question. Good question. The other question, if you're just tuning in, we're answering uh Radio listeners' questions. Inquiring minds. Yes. Do you have to put money in escrow when buying a house? I just got done saying every line of the contract is negotiable. Every single line. That's why it has a number next to it. So you refer to that number and you can change and negotiate. Now, some people just use it as boilerplate. Some people read the contract every day like I do and they want to change it. I know an agent in Clearwater who always, I mean, she is really good about not having her buyer put one dime in escrow. Well, quite frankly. I don't know the purpose of it other than you, you want somebody committed. Well, if, if I was your agent, your buyer's agent, I would want you to put money in escrow because I think it- It shows should, commitment. Right. And I think anybody would want to know that there is a stabilizing force behind the transaction. There's so, really Do you have to? No. It's negotiable. Right. Everything is negotiable. The date, the closing, the contingency period, the amount of money in escrow, the closing date. So if I change the closing date to September 29th, and now the seller says, I only want to close September 24th, that doesn't work that way. It has to be by agreement. Right. So escrow, everything is negotiable. Yes, you should put it in there. You should put earnest money in. But that doesn't mean you Especially must. Especially in a good market. It doesn't mean you must. Subsequent to de- deposits, a seller could say, yeah, I'll take your 1000 now. But if I'm going to make all these repairs to the home, like we just spoke about, I want additional money in. Because I want to know that you're serious about before I, which we've done. I've done that to you. You've done that to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, you yes. did. It was like a so, big, yes. it was I a mean, big I mean, renovation. And so we put additional money in. want to make sure before someone goes out. And spends all of that money on repairs and walks away with nothing. So I always say it's you're putting it on black and walking away with nothing. Right. And I don't want the customer. No. It's supposed to be a transaction where there's a win-win. Right. So subsequent deposits, and then the seller could also have an escrow say they didn't make the repairs that they should have. Well, there could be money left behind and placed in escrow, so so that makes it safe that the buyer can move forward. And get those repairs and done. And feel comfortable that those so repairs there be, will happen they, after that. They may get a check instead of 200000 They may get a check for one ninety with 10000 remaining in escrow. And once those repairs are done, everybody then has to sign off. The buyer doesn't sign off. Guess what? That money stays in escrow. Well, 
Got to get it done. So you got to make it satisfactory per the contract. When you write, when the realtor writes the contract, really they're just filling in the blanks because we're not attorneys. We can only do, the, the seller's only going to repair what is written in the contract. If you don't say wood rot to be wood rot, to be removed, replaced with like wood, replaced prime, putty, painted, then the seller doesn't have to do that. Yeah. So I work to be able to have the buyer do the repairs themselves in a way that they want to do it. Is once you give the seller license to make those repairs, you just don't know how. Nobody's do that good right. to be able to write every word, every concept, every idea that the right. seller isn't going to try and get out of. Right. So that's part of it. Interesting. Yeah. Do you have to have a home inspection? No. Nope. Do you no, have no. to have an appraisal only if you have a federally uh, backed? loan do you have to have an appraisal because then the bank's going to require it but you do not have to have a home inspection we always suggest in fact if you choose not to you'll be signing a a release from patty and scott saying that you chose not to have a home inspection some people do i what i like to do is have the systems checked more than is the countertop attached to the cabinets i like to have an electrician come in a plumber come in air conditioner guy come in and a roofer because i call it peaches plumbing electrical appliances cooling and heating peaches because if the home inspector is not a specialist in those areas it's just like going to a gp over a specialist right you're gonna have to call you're those people get, anyway you're gonna get referred so if the home is in relatively good condition but they have a question about the panel then we're just calling an electrician right. they're still signing that release because i we're doing it this way but i think it's more efficient and cheaper a lot of questions lately about surveys about surveys. whether or not they have to have a new survey only if there's been any changes to the property or the uh, properties adjacent to them. Mm-hmm. So if a tree grows, the branches now grow over the fence line into my property, you have to have a new survey. And and they have to, the original survey that's with the seller, they have to sign an affidavit an saying affidavit. nothing so has changed. No material changes have been made to my lot or the surrounding lots. Is there a time And I'm not a surveyor. That? The day before you close, anytime. If you have a 10-year-old survey, you really need a new survey. Or have the old survey recertified, have them come out and redraw the lines. Because a tree can grow. Right. I mean, mean, and it did that. Let's hope they do. Yeah. Okay. And it it just can grow. It's it's very concerning when you're relying on all of your neighbors to not have any changes. But people do it. And in a cookie-cutter neighborhood, I don't mind at all. Right. I, I feel no qualms about it. In a very old, established neighborhood, it makes me nervous. Mm. Because I don't want somebody to come back and say, this tree is now mine. Right. Or the tree fell over and it was your tree. I just don't want to hear it. Well, that makes so, sense. But that's a good question. But yes, you can, in the state of Florida, the title company is who needs the survey, not the bank. Right. So they, they issue the title insurance and there could be an exception. I was just on property... We only have a couple more minutes before our last segment on property last night where there was a 19, like an 1800s railroad going through the property. So there was an exception on the title. Goodness. Yeah. Florida Central Railroad. Wow. Three, three, 350 where was acres. It? Jefferson County. Uh. This is Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse, 850-656-0009. A little more, get the party going on the dance floor. See, cause that's where the party's at and you find out if you do that. What good can drink and do? What good can drink and do? I drink all night. Next day I feel blue. Well, there's a glass on the table. Say it's gonna ease my pain. Yeah, there's a glass on the table. Say it's gonna ease my pain. Well, I drink. 
drink down the bottle. Next day, I feel the same. Welcome back. It's Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. This is our Garnet and Gold segment celebrating FSU. We'll do a pre-win on that. We're going to give it to them. We're going to give them the win today with North. What is that? Northern Illinois? Yeah. For the win. For the win. Go Tiger. I have to say that. Hashtag do anything. I was in Jacksonville eating at a restaurant. <laughs> Hashtag do anything. Just do something. When he when he says do something, he's saying do something. And I'm saying do something. Do something right. <laughs> do something right. It's more like please. It's where you put the... I took German in the high school instead yeah. of Spanish like a normal person. I was like, where do you put the umlaut? That's what I say. Where do you put the umlaut? Not sure. Do something. Well. Mm-hmm. So this is our little segment where we talk about alcohol because we're realtors. And that's what we do. There is that. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. How so, odd that I would be drinking. I know. This is exciting. It's, I don't know if it's exciting for the listeners because typically I do beer bourbon and Scott... Scott Cowart does uh, the wine, and it's always a rice blend. But this week, we're switching it up. Right. It's like Bert and Ernie switched. I'm not sure what's going to what happen she's... after this now that I Because they said now Bert and Ernie came only... out as gay. Did they really? <laughs> yes. I had no idea. You'd think that would be on right? my feed or something. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, what you drink? What you drink? So, for those who don't know, I've been trying to really learn the... Uh, the ideology of an old-fashioned, but I was at Ted's, and I had a newly-fashioned. 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 So it's with like a- Like N-E-W-L-Y. Yes. Newly. Newly. Not newly. New, okay. Yeah, newly. Um, so I had that um, while I was there. Actually, I had three, and they were really good. The difference of what I was doing compared to what Mike at Ted's was doing um, is- Twofold, I guess. One, he uses an agave um, sugar versus a simple syrup or sugar and like a, a tonic or water. Um, but the the bitters were plain bitters, not the orange bitters. And it, he was um, using real oranges and real cherries, but the Bing cherries, not, not the maraschino cherries. Um, and that has a totally different taste to me than even the orange bitters along with, I think it's a Woodward, Woodford Reserve yeah, that they use. And it's a Woodford Reserve that they use. It. It's like limited or something. To I was disappointed thing. in my Giorgio's. I tried it. it was I didn't like it. He well, used this Jim Beam. We'll have to, go to, we'll have to go to Ted's because it was good. I was like, what? This is like $9. It was really good. <laughs> that, that Michael can make a good newly fashioned. Was it? No, no lie. So do you taste the cherry? Do you taste the orange? Do you taste? You do. You do. Which I haven't really tasted. See, all tasted I taste was bitter in yeah. that one. I, I, like I didn't it. really well, there are people that make better ones than I do, but I can't believe the chemistry of this thing. I am learning. So you you won't use your expensive cherries anymore? No, I will. Oh, you will? Yes. And you I won't use, use the those. orange bitter? Or you will use the orange bitter? I've tried it both ways, and I prefer it just with the regular <laughs> one. This is so easy. Let me talk about food or liquor and every time. So yes, I've tried it both ways, but I'm sticking with the plain bitters. Okay. <laughs> Very good. I might switch, but <laughs> today, sticking with the plain that bitters. That is awesome. But, but it's, it was really good. Well, I've moved to Scott's side, but I've always liked dudes, so it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's always like good. It's, I don't know how to say it. Is it Lodi or Lodi? Lodi? Uh, yes. Zinfandel? Yes. You're Lodi? The red. Zinfandel. Right. So it's the Federalist. It's a red Zinfandel. Lodi? 
We'll go with that. It has red fruit, plum cherry, cinnamon spice. What it had was gone. <laughs> it was delicious. I told you that's how I can drink a bottle. It was delicious. I've never had a red Zinfandel like a red. I've had the rose-ish. But I would this see was that you red. would like that because it's a little sweeter. It was delicious. And mm. I tasted cinnamon. I felt like my palate is maturing. <laughs> <laughs> did you have it with chicken tenders? What did I have it with? I think I had it straight. I don't think I ate. I think I did it the see, Scott way. I told you. And it was filling. I could completely see that that's filling. So if you're just tuning in, this is our Garnet Gold segment of Patty's Playhouse. I hope you like my logo if you're on Patty Johnson Wilson's facebook page it's really pretty shout out to grova creative and izzy robertson who does the show at sunday at four is what the tech and he's designing our website so i wanted to thank them because i just i'm so excited for today for people to see their ideas because it wasn't we've had izzy on the show but we've had izzy to bring grova grova in yeah Yeah. g she's known by g and she's award-winning i mean she does it's amazing what she comes up with like how did you do that I want to shadow her for a day. Creative people. It is. Yeah. I mean, we're we're creative in a different way. Erie, Pennsylvania. So she's a Pennsylvania. There's a lot of Pennsylvania. She roots for Syracuse, though. There's a lot of Pennsylvanians around here. She rooted for Penn State last week. Is that a good thing? I believe. It is for Patty, because I root for Penn State. Are they they one of your teams? They are one of my teams. Really? Yeah, State College. Were they your first pick? No, no, no. What they're not you? one of my teams in this. Uh, they're just one of my teams, like, emotionally. No, no, no. I was talking about your fantasy football. No, so. they're not one of my teams. What was your first pick? Oh, I didn't get to pick. I, I was sick that day. Um, Terry Womble, for the bug man, went and picked for me. What at a did proxy. He pick for your first team? Oh, I don't remember right now. What is your best team? <laughs> I don't know. This is way too hard. <laughs> it was way, I don't have it memorized. I have to have a spreadsheet. I have, like, a three-second rule with my memory right now. I can't concentrate on the show and think about that. I just can't. My memory is just gone. It's that 50 thing. I have to have it 51. Uh, you don't have to tell me. <laughs> That's right. You're 51. That's right. right. I forgot. So, yeah. Moment, so, this yeah. Lodi Zinfandel is the Federalist. is one with George, beloved George on. Plum, cherry, cinnamon, spice, good density, firm tannin well, structure. The, it did not give me a headache. The red blend, which is also the Federalist, which has Lincoln on the front, yeah. is really good. It is good. But this was nice. It was a little spicy, and I think I like that. It would have been better not in a September day when it's so freaking hot. Right. Area wear. But it it would have been better on a a winter night if you wanted something cool. Well, wait till the winter. It'll be good. But it was really good. It was. It's a a Zinfandel and Cabernet Sauvignon Blanc. Is that from California? I'm sure everything is. Yeah. Do you see where Gillum, Gillum says on a... Uh, speech you wouldn't have seen it but he wants florida to be the next california in debt ridiculous please vote was there any specificity behind that statement well everything good that comes into the united states comes out of california according to there was no specificity it was just that statement according to him very open statement it was a very open statement but you know when you're on the when you're on the political giving your little speeches they're all the same every place you go you can't you got to stick to the script Mm. Well, you should know a little bit more Please about vote. why you want it. I don't want a 40% tax hike. I'm going to have to move. 40% tax hike? That's what hike. he wants. Here? To be able to pay for his stuff, yeah. Well, goodness. When there's no corporate tax, he wants a corporate tax. When there's no, I mean, there isn't at our level because we don't really own anything. So there's no corporate tax because everything goes through us as an S-corp. So there's really no corporate tax in Leon County. But that's what he wants. So you got to think about that. How much do you want to pay for your Zinfandel? I I prefer to pay the $12 that I'm currently paying. <laughs> right. On the BOGOs. <laughs> no, no, 
No more, no less. I did notice at Publix there were fewer BOGOs. I, I don't understand it. Well, maybe they have more competition. Well, they've pushed me to bourbon. <laughs> that and the, So what is the, the calorie saving in, in, from the bourbon to the wine? Well, there is only roughly 70 to 100 calories in the bourbon, and then there is 10 in the cherry, and <laughs> the agave was five. <laughs> So roughly 115, and I can have three of those versus a bottle of wine, which is roughly seven to 800. Really? So big difference. A bottle of wine is 700 calories? Or more. Are you serious? Yes. That'll be the last wine I drink. Well, My ass is way too big. No. I know I've run I'm the gamut thinking, today. Uh, ima- imagine, imagine the weight I would have no. lost over the last year. Oh, my goodness. They can bleep me. Oh, yeah. my goodness. That would be non-existent. 700 calories? Yes. I had no idea. Uh, I apparently didn't either. Or I wouldn't so, have been drinking it. They don't put the calories on the labels like right. they do with food. Right. Well, they don't expect you to drink all five glasses. Well, there is that. <laughs> but I, I have learned that I feel so that I can have glasses. three newly fashioned and feel exactly the same as I would if I... Do you still feel lit on three glasses? Oh, I, don't, I didn't feel lit on a bottle of wine, though. You didn't? Mm-mm. Oh, see, I do. Mm-mm. I get very, I've, I don't drink a lot, so I get very But that newly fashioned tippy. is very good. Mm-mm. Very good. Wow. As a matter of fact, so I'm going to have to go to Amazon and get some of those. I think it's Luxor uh, The cherries. cherries? Yeah. Luxor, I looked them up, Luxador. those black cherries. Yeah, they're expensive. How many is, come in a little jar? A little jar is not very big, but they sell a big jar of them for like $200. Could you snack on them? I don't snack on I don't know. I never eat the cherry, actually. <laughs> but... <laughs> Once again, it's just too easy. <laughs> but, but no. I, I didn't say a word. It's just for taste. That's it. Really? Yeah. That is, I love the cherry. I was ticked because the cherry on Giorgio's was all broken up. Well, we'll go to Ted's. I'll $9. Give you, I'll let you have mine. Thanks for listening. This is House Talk with a Happy Ending. Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse, 850 656 0009.